talks about the uh, the Kuda. Uh, he has a, a mimer called Hashkafa Ugaula, and then the Um He talks about that a person, we spoke again, a person moves into the world where Kharashwak was a reality. In that world, he feels the Yadidas of the Kharashwak. And you see that in the Kuda. A lot of the Balan, both the Balan Musr, both the Dain, the Siddish Aswaran, talk about the idea that each person has his own Yatiyas Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is also the mates are person is confined to his limitations. And as you'd see it from that, those limitations and those confines. So I want to take at least one Nakuda, which would mean the get to our personal, each person's personal Yatiyas Mitzrayim, and maybe over the Nakuda, over the next few weeks and we'll talk about the elements of the Muna, the Kursatoy, Ishtabdus, etc. I want to start with the Nakuda. of the called Zerizus. Kurm Pesach is brought back to the Zerizus. The Zerizus of the Kurm Pesach is the Yeoman Ki it's mind-boggling this reason of the Kahanam, because also the Kahanam is reason came. But the Muslim of his reasons in the Gaya that occurred in Pesach, because also was brought, Arab Pesach was brought, Messenger Kush was brought, Mishlash Akitis. There was three groups, and as they were bringing the Kurm Pesach, they would read the Hallow, and if they finished the Hallow while they were bringing the Kurm Pesach, they would repeat the Hallow a second time. They finished the second time, they would, they would repeat it a third time. The more says they never needed to repeat it a third time. And the more says the third group never got to Vahaftu. So they said, the Hashem, the text is on the Mitzrayim, Hashem They never got to the got to Vahaftu. So they got through two, they got through three paragraphs of, of how. Yaakov Emden is a place that it brings down there was a an edus of a, of a person who came and he when they found a, a manuscript whatever you call it a papyrus whatever it was of a person who had witnessed and described what it meant the idea of seeing the shkita of a carbon passage He makes an estimate over there, this is this person, that there was Kiflaim Kiyotzi Mitzrayim, Kabonus Pesach being brought. There was 1.2 million Kabonus being brought. And remember the period of time that it's brought in, because I'll say is that the, the, the Talmud is part of the, the Shavu Mepsa, and you finish it with Shmardo Mepsa. So you have three and a half hours to bring 1.2 million kabbalas. Most people went into the first cat, into the second cat, but also the last cat was pretty small. They never got to the house. So most of them were in the first cat. So this person describes, he says, that these, what they did, they did assembly lines. They didn't carry it. They go one person with chef, passed the container, one person with the blood, passed it to the next one, and they were, count, they were passing blood this way, and then empty containers back, and there was assembly lines. And there was, 
just lines and lines. And I'll say there was rivers of blood going to the base of Mikdash. And the person poured on to the other. There was people standing by the side of his back pouring. Since it was moving so fast, it looked like arrows. That's how the containers were moving so fast from hand to hand. It looked like arrows moving. That's how fast it was. I mean, if you think about it, how the they didn't get the third time in hollow. I mean, how long can you step out of hollow? An hour it takes you to say hollow. How long can you step up to say hollow? If they ever get the third time hollow, but they were, so let's say you say each cut only, let's say divide into thirds. So each cut only did 400,000 kabanas in an hour's time. Because it was, it was only an hour, three and a half hours until the night time. You had to finish by you had to finish. So you had three and a half hours to finish off one point. So, so you, averaged, you averaged out about 350,000 kabanas per hour. Right? That's the average, the speed. I mean, the numbers are mind-boggling. That was the carbon testing. Matzah, you do it. Matzah represents the universe resources. Carbon testing of the Dafka was in Mitzrayim, is Dafka that he calls There's another element about the Sias Mitzrayim, which is not directly Zerisus, but that's how it is in the Kudu Zerisus. Pazak says in the Shalach, when Nochem on the Kim Derech Eretz Plishtim Kikorofu, Russian did not take Kaiso back which would have been the straight route and the easy route. But it's close back to Mitzrayim. Kaiso will see Mahama and they'll go back. When a person changes something suddenly, in pace of Sea Mitzrayim is subtle. It means when a person it means a person is running away from something. There's a problem and he's running away from it. Or running towards a solution, let's say. The fact that he's running indicates the reason why he runs is because he feels that he's in danger of being stuck there. And he has to run away. Yosef, the supporter says, the famous reference supporter, Yosef could have overpowered Asia's defeat for taking his, taking his baby with him. He didn't want to spend the time to stay, stick around to take the fight for the baby because he's afraid that meanwhile he might get stuck there and be pulled into the baby. So he says, I gotta run out of here. Whatever comes to me, we'll deal with it later on. I must get out of the situation. Kaiso is, is, is told to run out of Mitzrayim. It's, it's the whole Mitzrayim, you see the name, is to run away from where you were. But there's a very big fear when a person runs away from where he was, he's running away because he, he's still connected with it. That's why he has to run away from it. So there's a fear he might fall back and go back to that spot. So the person says, I can't take him there if Kaiso, there if Eretz pushed him. Kikaroifa, which is the, the closest route and the most direct route. Because if Kleisel sees Mitzrayim, they might go back to Mitzrayim. And we see Kleisel in where there was in the Kudah. I mean, they, they still did feel some type of connection back to Mitzrayim. So the, the uh, Russian says, I'm not going to take them away. Well, they can't go back to Mitzrayim. It's going to be very difficult. It's not straight. It's not carved. It's going to be diff- make it very difficult for them to return back to Mitzrayim. Therefore, thereby semi-guaranteeing, some are guaranteeing that they're stuck in a new situation. So part of his reasons in the situation over here is the strong movement in a different direction and at the same time it's burning your bridges behind you. <coughs> that you can't go back or make, you make it very hard to go back. The person wants to stay in the same situation. Everything is the same, just I'm going to make one point of change. That's very difficult. That's the person who's basically going to their time 
and he needs to correct for a certain point, so that person can do that. But sometimes a person needs to, to take in, recognizes that he needs an overhaul. And to make an overhaul, he has to make an overhaul. And sometimes a person can only make the overhaul by leaving his situation. That's, you know, all of the, all, all of the broken have experience with that he person got a new start in Eretz Israel. But it's still he got a new start. What's the matter? He left his situation. He started a new situation. He said, I can start that, I can start that better. I set it out straight. I can, now I can, I'm not stuck in wherever I was stuck in. The old, the old Kaverim and the whole thought process and everything, everything is in it. So there's an Akura in Yitzhia from Yitzharim where a person has to put himself in a situation where he can't go down. He's stuck there. <coughs> um, on the other hand, there's a machshava, and I heard this from Nathan, Nathan Lopez Cardoza, based on a morale. Morale says you know, the symbolism of the fact that there's Dalit places, and Dalit places represent the different shadows of the world. The luck is you, between, the th- the, between the first and second curse, you're allowed to drink. Make red there. Between the second and third curse, for sure you're allowed to drink. Between the third and fourth curse, you can't drink anything else. You must, immediately after the third curse, you must have the fourth curse. The first curse is, Ritesi is coming to Tachas Yibat Mitzrayim. Kaisal is still in Mitzrayim. The version is going to remove the Kaisi Yashibu. Itself is come out of some Mitzvah Mitzrayim, but the way that has stopped. The Abdus has stopped. We go out to Eskem, the Russians I take you out. And then the Lakatis come live along. I take you for me as a nation. Calls mind you're in a situation, it's familiar, it's a familiar situation, it's comfortable. It's difficult and it's painful and it's bad, but it's unknown reality. As soon as you take a person out of a known reality, you cannot leave him in a vacuum. A person cannot exist. I don't have the old, I don't have the new. I'm in the middle of nowhere. If a Galati leaves Christ so totally vulnerable. There must be immediately after a Galati there has to be a Lakati Asamilo. I'm going to give you something to replace. It's not enough just to leave the old because a person leaves the old, he doesn't go into the new, he's nowhere. And, nas- and nature abhors a vacuum. You can't live like that. I, I, I said it in a, a different He said, I mean, this is, a, a, we all know there's certain things which we do, which we do not want to do. We really don't like the fact that we're doing them, and really frustrated the fact that we do them, and we still do them. And why do we still do them? Because that's what we're comfortable with, that's what we're used to. And change is very difficult. He says, a person, takes off one set of clothes. The guy says that the, the, the marshal of, of in the Mishira Shirman says, Pashati is Kutanti. He talks about clothing. Clothing represents the hergalim which a person cuts in himself. The Midas Tavis, which he does, etc. There's those, that's the clothing. A person clothes himself with a certain thing. He says, like, I'm going to take this set of clothing off. I don't like this clothing. I have to put on a new set of clothing immediately, otherwise I'm naked. I'm, I'm, I'm and I can't stand like that. I can't stay like that. So you can't leave a person, well, just run away from everything, drop everything behind, just be monotic from the Alvar, 
and just busy. I can't do that. I, I need to get into the into the into the new situation before I'm willing and able, psych, you know, emotionally, to have the ability to connect into the new situation. So tell the walker, says, listen, you have connections to the past, and the connections to the past are are are, are tying you down. You must let go of those connections. You must change yourself. You must make some radical changes in life. It's, these are not the subtle changes they talk about the Bible. Must there a subtle change here? You have to make some certain radical changes in your life. I can't unless I feel that, that I have been kind of muckin' in the new place, so that I'm willing to make the radical changes. Because okay, this is my muckin'ness. How do you do that? And to give you uh, a muscle or an example to see how difficult it is, four-fifths of Faisal did not leave his son. They enjoyed Shibud. They enjoyed uh, Abdus. W- what part of the time did they want? But they couldn't let go. They weren't able to take the step to go to the next step and say, okay, now I will leave and go to this totally foreign, unknown, world out there. They couldn't do it. They didn't want to leave. The mission says, fine, you stay. Um, that's a very scary number. There's a more Nedric service. More Nedric service, the more says that when the Sheikh comes, the says, what out of ten are going to go? You know, there's a song, No Jubilee Left Behind. It's connected to Gamora. It's a nice song, but Gamora doesn't say that. Gamora says, the person's going to see the Gula, and it's going to be totally different than what he's, what he's used to. And it's totally scary. It's totally foreign. And somebody says, I can't? I can't let go? I told you, Rebbe Zatzal told somebody, he says, so what's going to happen when Mashiach comes? So, I don't know, the Quran will take over running the world. And the end will sit and learn. Christ was hopefully most of Mashiach, to get rid of the establishment. He was able to sit and be Mashiach in the gardens of the Kaddish Borofu, he spread us in the Gdul of Hashem, and learn Tyre. Because the garden will, will take care of all that. Every year we'll have, the, we'll have many gardens to take care of them and they'll take care of the, the, the physical needs. So as you get up in the morning and you go to base manage and you'll learn for 14 hours. So you won't do any business, you won't go to the store, you won't do anything else, you just sit and learn. So he says, if you can't sit and learn for an hour in base manage, so how do you supposed to sit and learn for 14 hours? The rabbi says, so says rabbi, just don't tell me anymore. I, I told to want Mashiach. I don't want Mashiach anymore. He says, exactly, that's exactly the point. I mean, what are you waiting for Mashiach for? What are you excited about Mashiach? Mashiach's going to come. What's going to happen? You're going to be stuck with someone you hate. <laughs> you can't say that for an hour, he said to them. So, you're waiting for Mashiach. Says, we're going to be faced with this choice of giving up the things that you're comfortable with. We're used to get, being involved with Elam Hazan, going to the store, and, and doing business, and, and whatever we're used to. We say, no, 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 none of that anymore. Just do this instead. I, I can't. I'm not used to it. So a person has to find something, some redeeming factor, if, we, if, you, if you can call it that, in this new world, 
which will allow him to say, wow, I want that, I'm going to let go of the old world. Revolver, and that's Mimer, Mahashkocha and Geula, talks about that the Geulas and Geula is in the national level. Hashkocha is in, is in the personal level. Each person feels, at some point in life, he feels the Bershom Hashkocha. He feels the Bershom taking an interest to him, Bershom calling to him, and expecting something from him. There's two worlds. There's a world which he calls an Arvam of Yididus. The word Yidid, a friend, comes from the word Yad, Yad. I give you a hand, you give me a hand. We shake hands, we connect. And Chazal talk about that Christ of is called Yidid. Abraham is called Yidid. The more Menachas, this is that that Yahweh Yadid, Ben Yadid, Yibna Yadid, Yadid, Menachosha Yadid, 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 Yadid. Because Yishanov is called Yadid, and Abraham is called Yadid, and Yom is called Yadid, and they say this is called Yadid, and this one's called, everything's called Yadid. It's a world of Yadidus. There's a world where Kodesh Baruch is palpable, he's real, he cares, I feel that he cares, he's interested in me, and I'm interested in him. says, we train our children that there's a rat race out there and the world is a, is a cruel place and it's harsh and it's cold and it's difficult it says, those are trace words the world is a world where a person wants it's a warm world where a person can feel a Kaddish Baruch talking to him every day and a person can feel a Chizik every single day and he can feel a connection to Kaddish Baruch every single day and our children are not going to get that if our Nusach is it's a difficult world out there you know, it's Maine, where Ramesha says that, you know, the reason why we lost the, 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 the generation of Rosh Hashanah's people, they came around, the Rosh Hashanah's and the kids weren't. He says, why? Because he says, it's rare. They kept Shabbos, every single Shabbos they quetched. I'm not judging anybody, I know the Nisayin was awesome. It was way beyond anything which I ever had to tell them. But the imagine a person in that situation and said, the person gave us the most special present that ever belonged to the, ever existed in the world. It's called Shabbos. Because I'll say, I have a special Matana for Kali, so called Shabbos. Special Matana, uh, you, you have to spend for it. It costs money. It costs, and it costs effort. And the more effort, the more valuable it is. And this Shabbos is special. I'm going to make Shabbos very special because, the more I have to pay for it, the more valuable it is to me. So you hear the stories of the people who danced in, into, the, in, into, the, into the gas chambers. It was effort to be a yid. How many times do we hear about a person who danced the fact that he lost his job and he was, he was effort to save his nephew not to work in a shop? We don't hear those stories. And that was the problem. It was a phenomenal to lose your job to have a, and not to work in a job. How did he start with How are you going to feed your kids? I don't know. And then he started more difficult than going into the gas chambers. But that's the attitude a yid is supposed to have. That the person gave me something very special and I'm willing to pay for it. That's what mysterious nefesh means. If a person with life is, has difficulties, there's made sorum, there's things which limit us. And a person can, within the term, a person can say, you know what? 
I, I'm going to expand beyond the mitzvah. I'm going to find the, the, the nakuda where I, I see the, the greatness of where I'm supposed to go and how much it's going to cost me and not whatever. That, that adds to the value of what I'm accomplishing. It means, it means a change in my attitude. It means a change and sometimes the issue is an issue of just my pride which is limiting me to, to deal with it. Some of the issue is, is practical. But it, it means a change in my attitude. In that world, that the, when the world becomes a world of Yadidas, that's when you let go of the other world. You walk and say, you know what? I want to leave that world. I want to walk into this world. I tell you over, Eisen said that story. And he spoke to this boy there in Russia, who came about Shuva, and he asked him, why do you come about Shuva? It wasn't that you, you had any major connection with anybody else. It was about Shuva. It's not very easy to become about Shuva in Russia. However, it was very difficult. The young fellow, why did you come about children? He says, he says, Rebbe, because it was very cold out there. It's very warm in here. He says, I didn't know what he meant. Why is it cold out there? So he says, another boy asked him, he gave me the similar, similar answer, different words. He says, before I could do whatever I want, and now I can. And he says, why is that a mind? I don't know, that sounds not what we want. The fellow who could do whatever he wants is a statement that whatever he does is worthless. I don't care what you do. Don't make a difference what you do. Because you're worthless. A person who's worth something, we care what he does. If you cannot do things, it means you're somebody important. Because important people have limits. The president can't say, the president can't say whatever he wants. The guy, you go down, downtown, you pass by the people, they say whatever, who cares what they say? The, the, the pilot of the plane can't drink. The guy in the, in the bar today, let him drink. Let him see he's drunk, so who cares? The more important your position, the more responsibilities you have. And that's why it's very warm in here and very cold out. Because this place is the place that's telling you that you have something of value. And the more responsibilities you have, the more value you have. And that's the world of Yadidas, which is here. I think part of our problem, I think a major part of our problem, is that if we'd be a woman's seminary and we'd be learning this the whole day, I think we'd be able to handle it. Because what does that do with Gemara? Right? You learn Gemara, and you know, just what is Amigo? Yeah, the type of Amigo, that's how the Amigo. You know? so I, I don't feel the world of Yadidus over there. I don't feel this Keshat that I've ever I don't feel that I've learned such a beautiful shmooze, such a mimer for this, and so wow, and I'm floating off into the heavens on a, on, on a cloud. But uh, I don't see it in the Gemara. So first of all, the Kaimalajana writes, he describes, this is the Gemara Shabbos, the Gemara Shabbos says that, you know, that, um, I'm glad you skipped the second paragraph. The word says, You learned all six stories. It means you learned all of the Torah. And even so, if you have your Shemayim, good. If not, it's worthless. And it says, Torah can't accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish if you don't have your Shemayim. 
So the Morris says, right, there's a marshal with a person that he took the heat them up to the to the storage place. And the Balabais asked him afterwards, did you put in a cab of Kumtin? Kabba Kumtin was a type of a earth which helped to preserve it that it shouldn't rot. She says, no, it says then it's worth it, the whole thing's gonna rot. So because I was saying a marshal that, that the preservative for the terror to work that kind of supposed to accomplish is the year she says, every day a person before he learns tomorrow, he has to learn, he has to learn Muslim. He has to be clean out, cleanse himself with Yer Shemayim, that when he learns the Torah, the Torah should go impure. He makes a calculation based on the Gemara, the Kav versus the Kor, how many minutes he has to learn. He's asking the Heshman of Then he says, you mix in the Kav Kumtan, which means sometimes in the middle of Seder, you feel the fire is, is dying, the fire of the Yer Shemayim is dying down. So the so learning is not going to be good. So you have to stop for a minute and learn Muster in the middle of Seder. The verse says, none of us learn Muster, period. Forget about learning before Seder. So it's not fair we ask our Gemara isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing. If we're not doing what it's supposed to be doing, it's not fair. I think that's, I think that's fair, Seder. Um, when we have these in mind, and we, and we have to think about these Makshavas, and we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, learning Muster, then it's easier. It's easier for a person to start tuning and feeling, yes, the Torah is, is set in the Torah. What is the motivation for the Torah? The Shiva, this Nakura we talked about constantly says, if you learn Torah because it's a fascinating subject, it's not going to do it. Torah is a studium, it's a study. Some people enjoy math, some people enjoy chess, some people enjoy the logic of Talmud. So why are we doing this? The person says, I'm doing this because the, the person is talking to me. He wrote a Torah, and he has a, a Devar, there's Devar Hashem there, which I wonder what it says. The more a person can keep that Makshava in mind, that I'm trying, I want to understand that, I want to understand this, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to take what it takes to understand it, because it's a Kodesh Baruch talking to me, the more person puts that into, into, into perspective, that's what he's doing, the more he starts getting a message. I gave you a Moshe once. So that's what he said, Chazal Abotara. The Moshe Mechamel Abotara. What is that saying to us? It's Kavgadol and Morsa says, it's so clear that Kralamali Swaruhu. It's one of the two places in Shasta and Morsa says, Kralamali Swaruhu. It's so obvious, I don't even impulse it for it. It's clear that that's what the Russian wants. Why? Why is it much Mikhail Arai? Sephikazel. So the Shimon says, because we first have to pass down to Billy Mamas, then you decide whether it's Kazel or not. Why? Because the Russian gives a Kashivas to ownership. Why? Does the Russian give a Kashivas to ownership? What's important that we should own something? Maybe communism is a good system. In paper it sounds wonderful. It totally fell apart. Why? So the Russian says, you know why communism fell apart? Because you can't do chesed if you don't own something. There's no motivation to give. And that's what you saw, it, it raised a generation of people who want, who want wanted to take. Because you can't give if you don't have. So the teeth tied of the Mutzmechel Lebaraya 
is the person who created a world which it's shy to have and it's so important to be able to have because therefore I am able to give. You can take that message out of one of our eyes if you want. They say we saw Salantar when he was, a, you know, he was mocking on Yanam of Nazikin and Baba Kama, which we didn't even wear it, no existed. And he learned it from Baba Kama. There was his year Shemaim says, the Gemara is telling me something over here. I, I have to apply it Lamaisim. See, you don't have a question about applying it Lamaisim, but it's, it's, it, these concepts, as much as they're, they're detailed, but giving us a window in the Kodesh mind of how he perceives the human mind, how he perceives the Nimonis, how he perceives the, the, the action of the all those things are, are Nakudas which we can see. And the more we see it as that, the more it says, you know, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a better Havana about myself, about the world, about what the Russian wants of me. See, what's at the end of the day? I feel better. I feel different. That's part of the answer. Maybe we'll, we'll pick up next week. So, I'm at Nakuda. I want to take it to the other Nakuda we've spoke about, the moon and the Kersatari, which is